Hello, beautiful people. It is I again, Jacob Swidinski, aka Swiss, and I would like to welcome you back to today's episode on our podcast for June nights 2020. And today I kind of I want to rant a little bit, mostly about just like the current world affairs going on and you know how it's affecting pretty much everybody and today i'm sure you could guess by that that is we're going to talk about just covid19 kind of in general today in the united states we have 4,951,851 confirmed cases of covid19 with 160,989 deaths and that is according to who the world health organization and this is just, it's just crazy, man. Like we all kind of saw, you know, if you look at the curve, if you will, when it all kind of broke out in March-ish, everyone went on lockdown for about a month. Everyone was closed. People lost their jobs. I was one of those people that got furloughed. My fiance got furloughed. My father-in-law, he got furloughed for a little bit. His significant other had to work from home. Not a lot of people were lucky enough to do that. A lot of people lost their jobs. As soon as restaurants closed, how many people work in the service industry? A lot. A lot of my good friends were servers, bartenders, whatever, hosts, cooks that worked in that industry. And they all just, you know, got let go. Restaurants got closed. Mom and pop shops. A lot of them got hurt really bad by being closed and you know cool we were all got you know unemployment and that was kind of helpful but i know a lot of people had issues filing for unemployment just because you know it went up to like 44 million people in the states that were unemployed so can totally understand why there's a little bit of a backlog but it's just it's just crazy to me you know like how our world went from normal to where we are now it's insane and thankfully enough i was able to get my job back I did commercial HVAC, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and refrigeration. And I worked in a lot of restaurants. That was our thing. We would go in and work on appliances, reach in coolers, ovens, stoves, mixers, walk-in coolers and freezers, glycol systems for pretty much anything that was in a restaurant. We played around with it, right? We would fix it. And when we got laid off or furloughed, I believe it was March 16th, we finished up our couple jobs that we had. And then news broke, restaurants are closed in Colorado at least, and took us for a loop because no one was expecting that, right? I thought to myself, ah, whatever, it's in China, we're good. And slowly kind of just took over the world and, you know, here we are. I got laid off for two months and then, you know, we all kind of start, started slowly reopening and like I was okay with it. But if you look at the graphs just that you can find anywhere um, on the internet and I would either, you know, use CDC or the WHO the World Health Organization, to pull up your information. And if you just look at it to where we are today, the United States of America, we have 4.9 million confirmed cases. Like Brazil has 3 million, India has 2.2. And that just kind of blows my mind reading that just because, you know, India has a population of like a billion or so, and it's all in like real dense populated areas. So you think they would have a lot more, but their curve is also rapidly increasing. 
The Russian Federation is on a slow decrease. They're at 892,000. South Africa's at 559,000. And then, you know, you kind of start going down into some other countries, and they're, they're just a lot lower than what we are. Spain, 314,000, and they're on a decrease. The United Kingdom, 310,000, and they're on a slow decrease. And it just kind of makes you think, like, did we reopen too soon? Should we have stayed locked down for a little bit longer? Did we give up just because we were, as a country, were impatient to stay in our house a little bit longer because uh, we can't see it? It must not be real, right? Uh, Masks are just trying to control the sheeple. Man, like, just wear your mask, man. It might not affect you. You might be, you know, mid-20-something, whatever, healthy, strong as an ox. But it's it's bigger than just you. And I think you need to, everyone in general just needs to be more courteous of it, right? Come on, man. And as much as I would like to continue to talk about this, we're going to call it a break there for today. And coming up next, after a quick break, I'm going to have a very special guest come on. And we're going to talk about mental health awareness. Today's podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Yeah, you heard that right. Free. No money required. 100% free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? You can bing, bing, boop, done. And if you want to use Anchor, go ahead and go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back from the break, everybody. And our guest today is one of my good, dear friends, Mr. Kelly Brule. And we're gonna talk about mental health awareness. And I would like to ask you first, if you don't mind, my friend, what is the importance of mental health awareness? I think being aware of your own mental health and I know breaking the stigma of it is crucially important because because of that stigma I spent many years in denial over my own mental health and my bipolar diagnosis. I think it is crucial that we as a community and we as human beings really pay attention to this because you know we're in a time of pure crisis right now you have the coronavirus you have this lockdown and people are inside of their houses and they're burying themselves inside of their head inside of drugs and alcohol trying to get away from it all but when in reality a diagnosis or some therapy will truly help i I think it's incredibly important I also agree with you 100% on that, my friend. And the next thing I would like to ask you is when did you become uh, come to a realization that mental health can affect you and not just everyone else, you know? Because like when you're in high school, you think you're invincible. Well, it's funny you say invincibility from high school because I felt invincible for many years after high school as well. (laughs) I think we all did. (laughs) You know, I, I grew up in a family where my mom's a psychologist and she's a bipolar psychologist. It's, uh, she came to acceptance of her mental health 10 years before me but bipolar disorder being a hereditary disease I also was gifted bipolar and I say gifted and I mean it because you know it makes my brain work differently and I've gotten to experience things that other people have not when it started going really bad was when I was not medicated and not treating it and um, after a while I was self-medicating with drugs with alcohol you know I I loved cocaine I loved to drink um I'd love to not feel because when I felt everything, everything was painful. However, I got clean and I got sober 
And for a good chunk of that time, I was still dealing with the same mental issues and I was still feeling the ups and downs and it kept getting worse and I kept feeling it more. And it made me want to turn back to self-medication. You know, I, I finally, I went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist was like, yeah, you're bipolar. So we got on medication and life has been insurmountably better. That is good. I'm happy for you. And how do you feel that medications have helped you after being diagnosed with bipolar syndrome? Being bipolar, the medication has changed my life. I have, it's almost like I've woken up, you know, I can go to sleep at night. Whereas when I was in manic episodes, I could not sleep. And then the mood stabilizer that I'm on, it's like, you know what, I still feel emotion. It doesn't go away. I just don't feel the extreme ends of it anymore where, you know, at the low end, it's suicidal thoughts or suicidal attempts to the high end feeling like I'm back to being invincible on top of the world. And you know, I just, I have that balance in life now. Well, that's good. I'm happy to hear that, that you have a balance. And, and uh, what has changed in your day-to-day life since becoming more aware? I would say this goes back to being on medication. I'm more productive. Like in a manic episode, I could process so much information, but I couldn't organize it. My brain was going everywhere and I'd go all into one subject, burn out on it, and then never want to reapproach it and go into something else. Whereas now I can have balance. I can get the things done that I need to get done and I can accomplish what I need to accomplish that day. And then is there a message for uh, people out there that might be listening to this or hear this that you'd like to deliver to them? Break the stigma. You know, everybody out there deals with somebody who has mental illness or has mental illness themselves. And that stigma has stopped people from getting the help that they truly need or they truly should get because they're afraid. I was afraid. Ten years my mom was telling me that I was bipolar, but I was afraid about what everybody else thought. Everybody else except for myself. So don't hate on people for being bipolar. Don't hate on them for being schizophrenic. Don't hate on split personality disorder. Everybody has their own issues. People experience depression. Depression is there. Just break the stigma. That's all I ask. I completely agree with that. I feel like a lot of people nowadays worry about what everyone else thinks. So I would agree with that. Worry about your own mental and you know become more aware of everything i thank you for sitting down and having this interview with me mr kelly brule very much appreciated and that's gonna do it for our podcast today guys catch us next time and once again my name is jacob swadinski and i thank you very much have a very blessed evening and a great great night thank you goodbye